Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co., a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Hickey and McBridge are here. We have some news and Long Beach preview to get to today. Turn it over to Hickey because I have nothing in front of me on the <laughs> list here. Oh, don't worry. We have a topic to yeah, get to. Of course to. we do. Because it came uh, up on Twitter. I'm, I'm, it I'm, I'm not naming it was me. of us. I'm not saying which of us three started it. Yeah, it I know was exactly. You- and you? Bef- uh, before you answer, I just want you to know that Mother Hickey is someone who has an opinion on this topic. I just want you to keep that in mind as you're answering. What did I miss? You were in the conversation. Oh. He, he equates, <laughs> he says it's worse to have never gone to a concert than never having a fresh Krispy Kreme donut. And to me, it is like more absurd to have never having a fresh Krispy Kreme I donut. I agree with this. Than never I agree go- with this because... Fresh Krispy Kreme donuts are far cheaper than concert tickets. All right. <laughs> and better. Not better. Far cheaper. Far cheaper. And shout out to my mom. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to a couple other people that jumped in and said, host, yeah. you're full of it. Did anybody come on and say, host, you're onto something? I agree with you. One person was like kind of lukewarm in there. I wouldn't say he defended me. Um, but, you know, that's okay. That's, you know. <laughs> That's what Twitter is. Everybody piles on one person. Last week it was me. Every week it's me. <laughs> so I feel like you're fine. <laughs> I just had to be dramatic. It was just like, it was just inviting itself. Everyone was mean to me on Twitter this week. <laughs> my, mommy does, my mom doesn't use Twitter, I did so she couldn't get... defend me. Oh. oh. Hey, she wasn't defending me. She has her own opinions. I'm, I'm just saying in, I just in happened to get a lot yeah. of them from her. Oh. Yeah, um, I was telling hosts that I also now have an irrational fear of, like, eggs and hash. When were you telling me that? Also, why? Because of the the Twitter guy. <laughs> yeah. that yeah. My, fir- my first Twitter <laughs> yeah, fight yeah, in two yeah. years over the most absurd thing I've ever dealt with on social media probably in a long time. It was the, uh, Shannon, it was the comparing Las Vegas to Elkhart oh, Lake and yeah. him getting mad that he didn't understand the joke and blocking me because I was an insensitive dick. Oh, yeah. Because obviously when I tweet that Elkhart Lake <laughs> and Las Vegas are basically the same cities that I'm totally 100% serious and not at all joking. Oh. And so he started to try to have like an honest dialect about it. Like, well, Road America would need to add seats and it would have to have garages and it just wouldn't be the same thing, man. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's the point. You missed the... (laughs) Elkhart Lake has a town of like 450 people. Do you really think I'd actually compare it to Vegas? Like it's got its own, it's got its own positives. Don't get me wrong, but it's no Las Vegas. So those people, it's been a crazy week. I guess stuff did happen. It just didn't happen to any car. Uh, Those people who got real (laughs) shitty about F1 going to Vegas 
over Watkins Glen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. Oof. And listen. And then like, oh, and you're going to have it at 10 p.m. Oh, 1 p.m. Like what? A, oh, okay. No one's forcing you to watch it. Also, F1 fans in the U.S. for years have gotten up or stayed up, you know, for Australia this weekend at I think the race is like 11 p.m. Saturday night, or we've gotten up at 4 a.m. to watch European races. So I don't really care if you have to stay up late or get up early because I've no. done it my entire life. No. And if you don't want to, then don't. Yeah. yeah. No That's what DVR is for. your arm. Correct. Yeah. So the guy who was yelling at me, his profile picture was I, eggs and hash on. I remember. Twitter, I engaged. I decided standard. to choose violence with you. I, yeah, I, I yeah. appreciated that. Well, and I, you guys know that I've actually very much so in the last two years have not done a whole lot of fighting on social media. So that was my first one in a very long. No, I wasn't even fighting. I told the guy to go out and get some sunshine he and hated enjoy the you. day. I didn't even like. <laughs> I know he was mad at me for telling him to go enjoy himself. I was like, wow. You weren't you even must... mean. Be really no no i was just like i i shared a gif of like you know him not understanding the joke like the joke going over his head gif he called you a dick and he's like you're <laughs> such a dick and i'm like wow you need to like really enjoy your day because i'm not like trying but to he called you a dick with a capital just... d so you're a proper dick <laughs> <laughs> i'm a proper you noun dick. A proper noun dick <laughs> that's uh that's a good place to start the episode. But I do want to actually talk about Las Vegas with you guys for a second because there's two kind of a twofold IndyCar ish relation to that announcement for Formula One. The first is that there are definitely inferences being drawn that Formula One is kind of invading the American market and that IndyCar should use this as a chance to step up their game. And the second wave of kind of takes is that IndyCar should also somehow in one way, shape or form, find a way to race on the streets of Vegas, maybe a week or two after the formula one race or before, I don't know what dates was it. Oh, it was, it's was November. It November? Yeah. It's like Thanksgiving or, time. It's Thanksgiving. So, weekend, I think. so if there was a way to like race a month before, why don't we just do it on Saturday? So I don't know if you guys had any thoughts just- about that. Because obviously, you know, there's no chance in hell they ever go back to the Vegas Oval. But doing the Vegas Strip would be pretty dope. But I don't know if the time frame would would line up. So on your first point, yeah, I mean, IndyCar can take things that F1 is doing that's made it more popular over the next couple of years. Does that mean I think IndyCar is in any way, shape, or form doom and gloom right now? No. I think as a business, it. You should always be trying to improve and innovate and do new things, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm also not going to say like, oh, my God, IndyCar is stuck in the 1960s or whatever, you know, silliness is being said online. Would I want to see them run in Vegas on that street course, you know, a couple weeks before or something like that? I don't know. The problem is, like, I've only seen like the, you know, that overhead like track layout and I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not confident. Would not be opposed to paying five thousand dollars to go to Vegas for two days if I saw an IndyCar race on Saturday and then an F1 race on Sunday. I could justify that kind of money. I would do that. I'm not going to spend five thousand dollars just to see IndyCar, and I'm not going to spend five thousand dollars just to see F1. But if you could maybe merge the two, I'd consider it. 
devil's advocate. I think it may have been one of us on here, if that was lighting or whoever, was saying that they don't want IndyCar to kind of be on the back foot when it comes to a race weekend. When you talk about like the Grand Prix, that was me. If but that was NASCAR. NASCAR but that was, was it NASCAR. you? So you're so it's okay if they do that with yeah. Formula One. Because I really okay, do so think okay I really do one. think that Formula One fans and IndyCar fans are more alike and more in the same realm of each other than NASCAR fans and IndyCar fans. I don't think that's the same group of people. Like diehards, right? Like I mean, you either really like okay. Oof, or you I'm don't. glad you added that. Whew, I, you, I feel like I had to turn into a stalker on social media now. If you're saying I'm a Formula One fan, no, no, no. Wait, what? What is Charles Leclerc's girlfriend doing today? Let me go check all of her social medias. <laughs> I just think you'd find the same. I think that you would. I don't think NASCAR fans would spend that kind of money to see an F1 race. I think that you might get the IndyCar fans would do that because the racing is similar, right? Like you, you, you know what you're getting into for the most part. Well, do we have an educated guess? I I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert, but other than the Daytona 500, what do you think the most expensive NASCAR race to attend is? And maybe let's say no, not the 500 and not the finale. Cause like you, you, I mean, I know they're getting up there in price with ticket prices, hotels, et cetera. I've literally parking, never priced out of a NASCAR race. I would say they're going to be way more affordable than the Miami Grand Prix or Vegas or I don't I think Coda's not exactly cheap. No, it's not. Um, but you know it's not it's not Miami expensive for four hundred dollars for FP one or the whatever. The other part of that is that they are going to really expensive places anyway, right? Like Charlotte is an expensive, yep. so of course the race there is not going to be expensive. Dover isn't expensive. Miami on a weekend in june is expensive whether there's something going on or not so they're already in expensive places vegas i mean yes you can find deals but if you want the good stuff it's gonna cost you some money so they're going to places new places that are already going to cost people money and i know that there's a lot of like what are they if they're trying to attract new fan bases you're not going to be able to do it with having to spend that kind of money I don't think F1 gives a shit about attracting new fan bases. They are for the elitist. They're for the people who have the money to spend and that's all they care about. Yeah. I don't think the get fans to come to the track and enjoy the experience is their boat anymore. I think Netflix is kind of their boat. It's their vessel to get more right. fans. So yeah, I mean, cause I know Liberty media when they originally started out was all about fan experience and getting the commoner to come and, now I feel like we're kind of back to the Ecclestone era, but we're digressing into Formula One. Uh, host, how was the? Uh, oh, go so ahead, I don't know if you saw this. It just came out today. Uh, did anybody see the Auto Week article that Graham had an interview in with regarding this exact same thing? Nope. Okay, so Refresh so us. he basically said that he thinks that Roger isn't being um, proactive enough, and that IndyCar should go to Europe. And basically, like, if F1 Ugh. wants to play in our in our backyard, then let's go to theirs. Yeah, I guess he's going to win that battle. Probably not Graham Rahal. <laughs> or IndyCar. I was talking about if IndyCar attempts to corner some sort of European market, they're going to lose. I think the strategy that we're currently doing of getting guys like Alonzo and Grosjean to come here is the best thing we could do to try to corner some sort of European market. But as you said last week about upping and going to Argentina and 
sticking the bill to the team owners to do that is just probably not the best idea for IndyCar right now. So I agree. I don't know about that one, Graham. It would be in a perfect world. It'd be nice, but unfortunately we don't live in a perfect world. So yes, sir. Host. How was the test last week? Well, <laughs> let's see. Eric Smith and I stood outside in the cold for 45 minutes. We kind of like grouped interviews together. With, you know, Steve Wittick was with somebody. I was standing with Eric Smith. And, well, it was, you know, I, I saw Colton Herta ran a, run a lap in, in a Acura and somebody else ran a yeah, they were just like running to see, like, can we even attempt to oh. to run? Did Grosjean run in the Civic? I think something like that. Something. Yeah, and and then we talked, and really the conversation was like, "Boy, it's cold." Okay, well, you're not testing, so what's next? You know, there's just not. There's really like, it was a bummer, but it was. You got to hang out with Eric Smith for a day. I wish I got to hang out with. Yeah, Eric Smith Eric's for really a day. fun. Seen Eric since we went to NHRA. I know. I haven't seen Eric since we almost got blown away by a tornado. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did get to go down for the Indy Lights test today. And oh, how'd that well, go? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm good luck for for testing because I got there. There was about 45 minutes left in the morning session. We did a couple interviews. I will put them out on social media at some point, and. Then it rained, and I don't think anybody ran in the afternoon. I kind of just left and went home. There was a couple guys who were considering running in the rain just to get the practice, especially, you know, Barber is a spring race. It's rained, like, two out of the last three years there for, like, the Indy Lights a little bit. So, but I don't think anybody did. So, you know, it was, again, weather ruined the day. But, I mean, it's always nice to get to drive down there for a little bit, but... It was abbreviated stay again. Uh, Shannon, are your uh, tickets for Long Beach, can you cancel them or is that too late? We, we don't do tickets. No, I mean like oh. plane Why? tickets. Well, because host is going. <laughs> and the weather looks great. I'm a little worried that you guys are going to land and there's going to be like a 3.5 earthquake. Can you not jinx nothing, me? Nothing. No, 3.5 is nothing catastrophic, but, you know, I feel like host is going and that's just a bad omen for everybody. My my mom um, said yesterday, she's like, are you delayed yet? And I was like, why would you do this? Why would you say that? And she was like, well, everyone's being delayed. And I'm like, I'm already getting up at 2 a.m., Tammy, on Thursday morning to Tammy. drive to the airport. Tammy, do not jinx me. Do not. Can you imagine if... So- how many times you get? Can you imagine? Well, how many times you get drunk and yell "Tammy"? <laughs> More times than I'd like to admit. <laughs> Damn it, Tammy! Damn it, Tammy! Can you imagine if we do get delayed Thursday morning and Shannon has to leave her house at three o'clock or whatever? It is really going to be an unpleasant morning then. I'm gonna be so mad at you. Yeah, and it won't even be actually my fault. It's Hickey's fault, actually. Actually, I'll be mad at Hickey. I won't be mad at you because it's not your fault. I can own, I can own that because I'm not going to be with you at the airport, <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah, you must be nice. Hey. So <laughs> excuse me, rude. rude. <laughs> Couple more items we've got before we get to the preview, but this one is Long Beach centric since we're talking about Long Beach. Uh, they are IndyCar because it's kind of funny with all this Formula One, Miami, Coda. 
Vegas. They finally, for the first time in a long time, I haven't seen a headline about Formula One trying to invade Long Beach. So that's good. So I think we can kind of firmly go back to the IndyCar is going to stay at Long Beach forever. 2028. And Formula One's 2028. But I hope now that Formula One is kind of building sandcastles elsewhere that they kind of leave Long Beach alone forever. So that's that's good. good. Uh, 2028 IndyCar Long Beach, yay! So you guys will get to go back many more times and have many more delayed flights. Uh, I want you to approach the next subject with only doom and gloom <laughs> and no logic, reasoning, or optimism. <laughs> the 33rd entry update is that it's basically going to be Stefan Wilson and Don Cusick or Peretta and Di Silvestro, but it sounds more like Wilson and Cusick. And everything in IndyCar sucks and nobody can figure it out. And they're all the worst people ever because they can't get this 33rd entry figured out. So everything should just be canceled. Wow, that is. Did I sum that up correctly? And gloomy. I feel. S- no, now you have to add on to that. You have to you have to keep this. I doom feel and sad. Gloom I'm going to go get a drink and cry myself to sleep on the front porch tonight. I. A drink of fresco, though, like right? because I haven't you, seen a merch trailer outside of the track that we're not going to have oh, the Indy no. 500 now. <laughs> that is a conclusion you can make. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. I'm Doom not saying it's the right conclusion, and gloom. Make, but it is a conclusion. <laughs> not only we're not going to have 33, we're not going to have one through 32 either. <laughs> How's that? All right. Well. How's that? If you're listening at home, <laughs> folks, uh, as, as well as we're going to cancel Shannon's tickets, uh, cancel me all together. you might as well send your money. Just send your money back to Doug Bowles. Uh, I can find him on Venmo for you. So you can just Venmo, <laughs> or request money from them so you can get your money back. <sighs> we we kind of glossed over that really well, right? We got we kind of covered all, yeah. the, all the doom and gloom, all the stupidity. Okay. Um. Since our last recording last Tuesday, uh, there was more quotes coming out about the engine test. Uh, Honda and Chevy were both very impressed with themselves. Wow. Which wow. kind of made me chuckle when I read it that way. But honestly, it's, it's good that they came prepared. And it sounds like they ticked all the boxes for the test. I believe someone in the Honda camp said that they could run the engine right now with the current car. Jay Fry. Based on how well the test was. Was it Jay Fry? I don't get Jay Fry confused with too many people too often, so I'm sorry, Jay. I will quit podcasting. <laughs> Thank you. Doom and gloom. Wait, wait, wait. I need uh, you to wait until Thursday so you can post all of our stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I can quit on... Thursday around 3. By the time you're listening to this, I will have yep. fired myself, yeah. which I don't even have you the do. authority to do. Oh, I, can, I can fire myself, but I can't fire like David. You can fire him if you want. You're like, you're like, you're like, you have all such right. a man crush, like you can, you can be in charge of him. Oh, in charge. We are of one. Him. How about that? <laughs> we are just we are just one person. We are one person. It's totally your fun. romance is adorable. And yeah, it sounds like the test based on the quotes that came out after we recorded were all good. I know we touched on it last week. Um, so that's kind of all I had before we got to Long Beach. Did you guys have anything you wanted to rant about or anything? I can't wait to be in Long Beach. Oh, that's I... not a rant. That's doom and gloom. I need doom that's and gloom. That's not a rant. What the? Oh boy. How did your how did your race go last night? My, uh, my I finished. The video, you're talking That's about the Xbox. Said. Yeah, no, I wasn't like trying to like lead you into like you ranting oh. about yourself. I was actually like you yeah, finished. Yeah, it was fun. I am 
You ruined Cody's night, so that's yeah, two wins right listen, there. He can he can be all doom and gloom all he wants to. <laughs> Apparently, I'm supposed to give shout outs to you know some of the some of the key people in races because no. Cody said I haven't done one no. in like a year and a half. So shout out to Hickey for winning. Uh, great job. He he led half the race and uh, did a good job. So it was a really impressive performance by him. Uh, and also shout out Alan for P4, his best finish ever. So that's our uh, Pit Lane Parlay Grand Prix League that we do on F1 and Xbox. Apparently, I'm supposed to do more shout outs. So, Cody, please stop texting me. <laughs> Long Beach. I'm excited to go to Long we... Beach. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Can I be honest? After the last race that I didn't think was the best IndyCar race ever, I'm a little nervous that this one might be a snooze. And I still will die on the hill that they need to do standing starts at Long Beach for the first start of the race. That's always a hill I've died on. I feel like I'd say that every year. And I know they're, they may not be equipped for it. So I, I get why they don't, but like I'd still love to see it one day. I'd love to see bumping it the 500. So we all want things, Hickey. I was very doom and gloom. That's not an argument. That's, that's just words. Just words. <laughs> I don't like standing starts. I do. In the, I right, in the right situation. do in certain vent. Yeah, in certain vent. So if we're talking like Portland, like, nah, that is just going to be the worst thing we've ever seen on live television other than Will Smith. I think with Long Beach, where you can only get three rows going into turn one side by side, that's never great. And nobody packs up great. Well, they can't because of the hairpins. So um but yeah last year's race i mean name one thing that happened in last year's race other than ed jones <laughs> spinning pato and pato's gearbox failure and i guess Polo winning the championship is there anything that you any rememberable mo- well, memorable remember, moments I, it wasn't in the race but that was when elio and rossi got together in practice and elio threw a temper tantrum remember well yeah that was probably the best moment <laughs> of all season so you're you're right <laughs> Listen, I'm here to tell you, I said it on Twitter today. If something happens to Alexander Rossi that is not Alexander Rossi's fault this weekend, I'm rioting. If if you look at IndyCar historically, for the most part, every champion 
has had two to three mulligans on the season where they have a race they get to write off because of this, that, or the next thing, whether it's an engine failure, a crash, whatever. So with Rossi, we are already approaching, well, we already have, uh, we're, we're on two and we're two races into the year. So if hypothetically he doesn't get a top six, top seven this weekend, is it, time to rethink the rest of the season and formulate a new strategy or, you know, cause there's no, at this, if you, if you don't finish, let's say if you finishes outside the top 15 this weekend, I think his championship is all but over immediately. And we haven't even got to May yet. The only before, while Shannon spontaneously combusts at you saying that I, the only thing I can add is like, you know, double points in the 500, can make or break. So he could go from, you know, 22nd or 24th in the standings, whatever to seventh in the standings. And while he is maybe not going to win a championship, look much more respectable. So this weekend, I'm not going to say is like doom or gloom for him. I mean, you would want to go into the month of May. Oh, we saw a barber. You want to go, you, you want to get some good momentum before you get there. But, uh, oh crap! I said momentum. <laughs> Is that like a drinking word? Or we'll have to on? talk about it after. It's, it's definitely not repeatable on broadcast. But I really want to know how whatever you guys are laughing about came to you such a thing just by saying the word. Ask momentum. Frenchy; he knows too. Shannon is doesn't help. That that makes it all worse. Ask anyone in the media room. Yeah, yeah. It is a media. Oh, so it's not just like a, it's not no. like a you guys thing. It's like a what you guys, oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I have. I, I, I... Anyways, Rossi, go, Shannon. I, I gave you my go. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think this is make or break just yet. Although I think it may make or break Rossi's mental state. Like, if he doesn't do well, he is not going to be a happy camper. And I just can't imagine what the rest of the season is going to be like if they cannot get their shit together. Like if it's his fault, if something happens, like he's doing well and he makes a mistake. I don't think that is as detrimental to his mental state. If they give him a shitty car again, bro, I don't know. I, I will openly admit that Alexander Rossi is probably one of my top two favorite drivers on the grid. I think if he came to the month of, or if he came to the Grand Prix, let's say P20 in the championship, can you imagine the rest of the year of how little of shits he'll give <laughs> doing like media obligations oh, and he'll give zero shits. He will get, I mean, he, he already gives like 1%. The sound shits. bites will be incredible because the, you know, people will still yeah, ask him questions and he will just be like, Fuck this. so <laughs> yes, when his, Going back to the freezing cold media day, Rossi was the last one, I think the last one at the track of the drivers and is walking by us to go to the Honda trailer. I I think that's where all the engineers were. And his PR rep looked at him to be like, come over here and talk. And he was, I'm not going to repeat exactly what he said, but he was pretty much like, please God, no. And he went in the trailer and we were like, okay, like, and honestly, like, I, I was like, all right, you know, respect, like, it is what it is. It's, we're not going to run anyway, so what's the point? And then he came out a couple minutes later and actually gave the best interview out of anybody there and the most insightful. So, and I forgot to hit the record button, so it <laughs> never got recorded. 
So, <laughs> oh jeez. Wait. So just to go back, so you didn't stomp your feet, cry, and whine to somebody that he wouldn't come do an interview with you? You know, I I thought about it, but I decided that you know the world doesn't revolve around me, so I enjoyed. I wow. I got out and enjoyed the sunshine. Wow. Even though it was snowing. Wow. I think IndyCar needs to revoke yeah, her credential yeah. immediately. Okay, moving on. Predictions. Are we done? Oh. oh, no, no, no. Oh. oh, no, no, no. I just wanted everybody out there to know that Scott McLaughlin's running the snap-on Team Penske car this weekend, and I am furious. Because it's another livery that you can't keep track of? Yes. Anyways, that's all I had for that. That's my rant over. Do we have anything? The weather looks good. Uh, what do we have? 26? Six yeah. cars, 26. I think Ed's not there, obviously. 26. So Calderon's back. And that's about it. Devlin's there. Still there. Just heads up, everybody. Devlin's there. All right. I feel safer on the road course, the street courses with the rookies. Like, eh, they'll be fine. Can someone say who? Who? Ed Jones. After seeing what Ed Jones did last last year, I uh, I think no He's one is not safe. Rookie. That's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. <laughs> that is exactly the problem. Damn it, Ed Jones. Who do you all have winning? Alexander Rossi. What? Jeez. <laughs> no. Are you for reals? Take it. Do it. There it is. Say it. Well, Go. You sorry, do sorry, it. Sorry, Alex. Yeah, that's that's what I was. I'm. I'm just trying something new here with predictions. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'm going to go with... I like how she's dancing as she like that's going to help her make up her mind. Willpower. I will go with Joseph Newgarden. Uh, Dark Horse Top 10. I'm going to go ahead and pencil myself in McLaughlin. Kirkwood. Oh. Well, I was joking. You guys didn't give me any crap. No. no. It's... It's not, not a Dark he's, Horse, but like whatever. first and second... <laughs> We're just being. Oh, you're supposed to keep me accountable. Oh. I would too much never positivity. Let you Way too much positivity that. right now. Sorry. Yeah. Come on. Sorry. Tear me down. What were Jeez. you thinking? Idiot. God, you're so stupid. Thank, thank you. Idiot. Appreciate that. Well, I did put you down for Kirkwood. Host. Let's go with Takuma Sato. And I forgot my face. I... On I don't know. I'm going to go Rossi. I feel like that's a dark horse at this that's point. Fair fact, Jeez. Uh, who's going to struggle the most? Jimmy Johnson. <gasps> How dare you? He is a future IndyCar winner. He is, just not, just not this weekend. Just not, this, just not the no, near future. No, not again. I shouldn't even brought it up. Shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. I'm not, we are not drunk <laughs> enough for this. <laughs> Unlike last time. Um... Who, I'll go next host, so you don't have to go. Uh, who's going to struggle? I will say Rena's VK. Oh. Sometimes when I make these picks, I like forget who the drivers are. Who the drivers? Who, who's, who's racing in this series that we talk about every week, all year, for multiple years now? Let's go with... Elio. No, that's... You can, I don't want... Is that low-hanging fruit already? I mean, at Long Beach, <laughs> Yes. Let's go with. I don't know. Did you tell him no, Jack no. Harvey? That's literally your top five championship contender. Mine? <laughs> no, mine. No, oh, oh. Shannon. Lighting is somewhere still having an aneurysm. I will go with Felix Rosenquist. How dare you? 
I love how we all just picked a person, but then I said, how dare you to you, as if you had some sort of personal vendetta. Uh, first out, can I put Ed Jones sure. for all-time sake? Absolutely. Is that a... No. You'll lose. No, but I'm go ahead and put him on there. <laughs> I will say Kyle Kirkwood. Okay. I... Don't don't glare at me. No, it didn't, that wasn't a glare. Was it? Was shock and awe. Was it? <laughs> I will say... Uh, Willpower. How dare you? I will say Connor Daly. And last best rookie, uh, Shannon, you can say Kirkwood yep. again if you want. I'm You're going to double, gonna double down. down. I'll take Malukas. God, I always forget him. Perfect. <laughs> Four wheels and an engine, oh, baby. Let's go, Lungard, for the dub. I'm going to do it every time one of you don't pick him. I'm picking Lungard. Let's go. Bring it home, you beautiful Dane. Well, I guess that's it. I I don't know. I was going to try to find a way to segue that into Extreme Evergreen. Beautiful Dane. Are they from Denmark? No, and I don't think the Denmark flag has... Are there evergreen trees in Denmark? Maybe. I've never been there. Is it green in Denmark? All right, well... Like stream evergreen. <laughs> I don't get it. I hate you. Oh, because yeah, okay. Because <laughs> the colors, I. You know, like grass, trees, foliage. Graham Ray Hall's car. Well, not this week. Is that, that's not this week, is it? That's not. It's... That's a, it's just it's five months from now, but that's small Minor. details. Like, it's like literally Minor. four Minor. four and a half months away. <laughs> what race is that? Small details. Gateway. All right. Well, this has been fun. If you're in Long Beach, come say hi. Or give us restaurant recommendations or whatever. Because I know LA and whatnot has some amazing restaurants. And I've already got a few given to me from a few friends. So, yeah. Guys, anything else? That's it. Okay. Everybody, have a lovely weekend of racing. Bye. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.